Stripe Alley podcast. I'm Andrew Mearns, joined by Kun Shah. How are you doing? I'm feeling fantastic. Fantastic. The Yankees, have made, the Yankees have made me a very happy fan. I've had a good weekend. Eat some excellent, excellent noodles. So <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah, even even if the, the pork buns were not pork buns, our uh, meeting went pretty well. That was yes. very <laughs> official meeting conducted in a restaurant in D.C. <laughs> very very official impromptu hey i'm driving down to dc for noodles do you want to join us <laughs> yes it's it very cool but it was tasty and you got to see some juan soto in action and some terrible national baseball yeah at least i could at least i can say i saw justin verlander pitch that's true that's true yeah. he's, you know he's a hall of famer so yeah <laughs> always good to see them once <laughs> And it's too bad you didn't see the the Nationals' uh, incredible play from Monday night, where they let like a grounder to shortstop turn into like <laughs> essentially a basis clearing triple. <laughs> yeah, that was like like you. I think you asked me like, could you, would, oh, would you ever have stopped laughing? And I said technically yes, because the laughter would have killed me if I saw yeah. that in real life. If I saw that in person, I would have died. Oh man, the Nationals are going back to their form that got them like the Strasburg and Harper picks in the first place, and it is something yeah. to see. <laughs> I will say, uh, what I really enjoyed about that clip was just when they cut to Dave Mar- David Martinez's face, and it was just like, "Oh God!" Like, yeah. He's like, "What is he supposed to do?" He's like, "I'm just going to like you know take my mind back to 2019, and uh, where are you going to go from there?" They, they do have a nice ballpark, though. I enjoyed they it. They do. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not like one of the best ones you'll ever see, but it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I've only been to three now, so yeah. it made the top three. It ranks second. <laughs> City Field won this two and Yankee Stadium three. Yankee Stadium taking L's. Yankee Stadium's just there. Yeah, it's, it exists. That's that's my that's my opinion on it. It's not yeah. offensive, I guess. Yeah, I think I would probably put Yankee Stadium ahead of Nats Park, but it's it does it's not like a huge difference. Uh, I just like the op- like the open feeling. Even like when you're walking through, like in, in that, like on the main level, it just feels a lot more open than Yankee Stadium, and that I, I kind of just enjoyed that personally. That's true. All right, enough federal anyway. baseball talk. <laughs> let's talk anyway, about, back to the Yankees. Yeah, let's talk about a team that's actually winning games. New York Yankees obviously has not been too long since their last recording, but they've won for their last five since our last recording, and they won a series in Chicago pretty convincingly. Gotta say. Yeah, honestly, they were as close to a four-game sweep as you can probably get. In yeah. In the sense that they just like kind of dominated the three games, and then the the one game that they did lose on uh, Saturday, it was you know it was a close game. They they ended up coming back, like, you know, coming back to tie the game late. The late, and then you know, just Chapman happened. But yeah, whatever. I mean, Chapman happened. Game- Weird base running from Isaiah Connor Falefa happened. Yeah. <laughs> A whole lot of stuff happened. Yeah. Jordan Montgomery, once again, like stabbing some voodoo dolls, no doubt. Yeah, they just do not like scoring for him. They hate him. They hate him. But, <laughs> but you know, three-game sweeps are hard in and of itself. Four-game sweep is obviously even harder. So if Yeah, you're on the three, road in particular. Yeah. yeah. If you're going into a four-game series and you win this series, you're very happy with what you do with uh, your, your weekend or week or whatever. Yeah, and, and the, Yankees, the Yankees own the best record in baseball right now. So yeah, it's like by a significant margin too. What what are we what are we gonna do since Easter when they lost that series in Baltimore? They are twenty one and four, so that's doing some pretty damn good work. I gotta say. Yeah. Now Six they're back nine. in Baltimore. Yeah, and actually looking like how the Yankees should look like while playing against the Baltimore team. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're recording this after the the first game, which was last night. The Yankees won that one six to two. Had some good home runs, which uh, were the kind of runs that they were not really getting against the Orioles in Baltimore last year. Uh, just even just the mere concept of like some comfortable insurance runs, they got that three run home run from Trevino that put them ahead, and then they got back to back shots from Donaldson and Rizzo to put the game away. So that made yeah. it more of a breeze in the ninth when uh, Chapman was going through some, you know, weird stuff. Going through his motions, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and still let it, letting up a run. And like, I just don't want to see him pitch again. Hey, Anthony, anyway. <laughs> Sant- Anthony Santander is basically the Orioles offense these days for what I can survive. So <laughs> that's, that's fair, I guess. You can bank on it. Eh? Eh? Yeah. Yeah, much. yeah. We love financial jokes. So we all. <laughs> we all. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, the, the Yankees uh, currently own the best run differential in the league, too. So much different than what we're seeing, what we saw last year, where like, yeah, they were winning games, but they had like a run differential of like one. Somehow. Yeah. yeah, it's it's good to actually be piling up the runs in one column and not so much in the other. one. So correct. Correct. Luis Severino had is... a good uh, bounce back outing, too, because he had been I mean, he wasn't bad in his last outing, but like this was just a good showing and a very efficient and he only allowed to hit over his entire outing so that's pretty good yeah I forgot who did the recap of uh the game last night but i think he, he that wrote matt. that up it was matt right yeah i think he wrote that like his last two outings were like he looked like a pitcher who hadn't pitched in three years yeah which and again it wasn't they weren't awful outings by any means they no. were still like somewhat respectable like you know he kept them in the game for the most yeah. part like, still winnable yeah, they were winnable games, um, and he never really like had the Yankees out of it. So that's all you you know really want. But yeah, no, definitely yesterday was a good a good step in the right direction, coming bouncing back from those couple games. So you know you'll take it. Yeah, yeah, and it is a good reminder just like how far Luis Severino has come already, just in making these seven starts because he you know, made three starts in the regular season at the end of 2019, made a couple of playoff starts. And that was the last time we saw him in the rotation. He has not seen regular action in a rotation since 2018. Right. The world is a pretty different place. <laughs> just to the least. Lots was different then. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, this is, this is the Nationals are still good, just to bring a full circle to our <laughs> earlier exactly. conversation. <laughs> Bryce Harper was on the Nationals, I think. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... World was a different place. Seve back. Yeah. Good to see him rolling. So we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, but in back to that White Sox series, though, got to see some pretty good developments from um, Gallo and Josh Donaldson as well. Donaldson in particular has really started to hit the ball with some authority in the past week. Yeah. I mean, who could have predicted that Josh Donaldson is a good baseball player, but he's a good baseball player. It took <laughs> him a little bit of time. Yeah. Still but, knows um, how to hit that baseball. And we got a good article from Sam, one of our newcomers that came out today, talking about how he's really been pulling the ball with authority. And that's just a matter of bringing up the sequence of luck to get him to the point where he's really crushing the ball out of the park and over and over outfielders heads and stuff. And that just really hadn't really come together yet, but now it is. And now he's also mixing in some strong opposite field power. Two of his last three home runs also went to the opposite field. So that's very positive, And it's good to see that he's coming along from how he started the season, which wasn't like bad necessarily, but like it wasn't exactly what the Yankees would have wanted through, you know, the first three weeks at least. 
Yeah, and it's like, and I think we talked about this last week as well, where like you look at it in the context of like WRC plus, where like he he was still like over a hundred, I think, because yeah. the league and all like the league wide dip in offense has just been that bad. Where like you see his, you saw his numbers, and you're like, this isn't great, but he's still above average, so I can't really get mad about it. But again, you expect more from somebody like uh, like Josh Donaldson, especially because he had a strong season as recently as last season. So it's not like he'd been like two, three seasons removed from you know being good. Um, but yeah, over the last five games, like you know since we last recorded, he's hitting three eighty one, four thirty five, eight fifty seven, with three home runs and a double for a WRC seventy nine. I think he's he's waking up a little bit. I think he's bringing the rain. Yeah, he is. Sorry, sorry, folks. <laughs> I'll leave the terrible bringing of rain puns to the Yankees social media team because they do love those. They do. They do. <laughs> yeah. And now after last night, his WRC plus is all the way up to 142. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. We're we're all we're all gravy. <laughs> yeah. Just Johnson. Uh, just to be clear, I think that WRC plus you mean for the season, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He's he's really coming into his own. Hopefully it continues and he can get even better because this this Yankees lineup is deep as hell and I mean there are going to be some players who will go through some slumps at some point and then that's when the guys who were maybe not hitting as well will step it up and hopefully make up for that production so maybe we'll get Donaldson stepping up as one of these guys who's really hot right now cools down but ideally they just don't cool down right yeah I I would love it if they all just never went on a cold streak and everyone broke the home run record yeah wow that's very magnanimous of you yeah, I, I, I would approve of that. Yeah, like Aaron Judge <laughs> has basically been on fire for a long time at this point. Yeah. John Carlos uh, was going through one of his stretches where it was just like, oh, God. Yeah. And it was kind of it was kind of cool to see them just kind of go back to back and like both of them homer in every game. Because <laughs> it was like John Carlos trying to catch up to Judge's home run total and Judge is like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, only I may be the home run leader. <laughs> Even uh, Anthony Rizzo had a home run yesterday that you know kind of brought him back to life because yeah he's been, been on, very he'd been, quietly crap for yeah he'd been ice weeks. cold for the last like two weeks now yeah he had the three homer game in uh, the last <laughs> series against the Orioles and ever since then he'd been hitting in like the the one forties or whatever so, no, I gave great. him I gave him the Yankee of the week and he just decided to coast after that yeah he's like oh well if I've already attained Kunj Yankee Player of the Week then. What else do I need to do? You know how people complain, like when, like once you hand somebody a big contract, they just uh, tend to be bad and coast because they got what they wanted or whatever. I'm pretty sure that's what happened to Rizzo. He got his Yankee of the Week from the Pinstripe Alley podcast. Like, yep, I'm done. I've reached the pinnacle of success. Yeah, and he has to be like, you know, talk down from it. Like, listen, man, you gotta, you gotta try to win multiple ones of these. Otherwise, they're <laughs> never gonna, they're never gonna put that on your baseball reference page. So. <laughs> that's like listed uh in his like achievements above winning the world series and breaking (laughs) the cubs round yeah it's like oh yeah he uh it was also yankee player of the week from the week of like april 22nd to 29th whatever 2022 (laughs) and there just comes out of nowhere you mean he was you mean i was also a world series champion in 2016 and that is my primary selling point yeah well, I mean, he just strives for your approval, so. Yes, yes. Anthony as, Rizzo. Yeah, as we should all. <laughs> please please keep working towards my approval. Speaking of working toward your approval, Joey Gallo, as we just talked about, a couple home runs. He's coming, coming along a little bit. He's 
you know, still he's still going to be striking out a ton, but now he's at least striking out a ton and hitting the ball too. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what you want from him. Like that's what you know to expect from him. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like I don't ever since when I've done this podcast, like you know when I was doing it with Greg before when I've talked to you throughout last year, I don't care about strikeouts as much. Like they're yeah, obviously it's not great, but it's an out and out. I don't care if it's a strikeout or a ground up too much, but you have to be, you know, producing in order for me to deal with your strikeouts. If you're just striking out, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just looking lost and whatever, that's awful. But yeah, he's hitting the ball and to kind of go to over his numbers from since the last time we recorded, he's hitting 211, 348, 526 with a couple home runs, which is still good for a WRC plus of 160 for the, over the last like, you know, five games or so, which obviously small sample size, but it just shows you like we talked about, he's, starting to wake up and do Joey Gallo things, which is kind of what you want from him. <laughs> yeah, this is what Gallo does. He's never going to be a guy who's really even going to hit 250, honestly. But no. as long as he's you know, getting his home runs, getting his walks, he's still going to be a very productive offensive player. And I think one of the problems with it late last year, obviously he was not really into a good rhythm at all, and that was part of it but also it feels like they were counting on him too much to like anchor the offense that had been scuffling basically the entire year aside from judge and Stan. And I don't know if that's like the best strategy to like bank on, but here where if you have enough of these other players rising to the level, when you have like a DJ and Glaber Torres contributing, you can get some good efforts out of Anthony Rizzo as well. And anyone else who can happen to contribute, then you can afford to let Gallo scuffle a little bit, but then pick it back up and hopefully carry the team. Yeah. Gallo is just one of those like streaky players who's going to go through his stretches. It's going to be annoying too, but it's definitely (laughs) going to be annoying, but he's somebody who like, I think he fits on a team like this. Like this is where like a Joey Gallo, like, like New York is obviously going to like, you know, eat him alive when he goes through his cold stretches, which they've done been or been doing. Mm-hmm. But this is like, I think the type of team where he, you know, fits best on where he's not expected to be the main guy and he's just like a contributing role player and he'll just contribute and play his, uh, you know, perform his role when he, when he's going through it. And I think that's, you know, where a Joey Gallo type player fits. And I think, you know, he's in a good spot right now for that. Um, yeah. If this was a, any other city besides New York, I'm sure they'd probably appreciate him a little bit more, but I appreciate you, Joey Gallo. Maybe not Philly, but <laughs> or yeah, Boston, so honestly, let's be real. <laughs> I kind of just tend not to think about Boston. Ever. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> hey, well, they are doing their best at the moment to try to let us not think about them since they are yes. 14 and 21, but they can always get worse, if you ask me. I would approve. Yes. I don't like that they've uh, kind of come ahead of the Orioles in the um, in the standings. You know, yeah. they're, they're game up in the loss column. A great disappointment. Same amount of wins, but alas, yeah, this is what we must deal with. Yeah, they're, they they are three and one in the last four games, so they're they might be coming back a little bit. They had a good win against the Astros last night, but I suppose they weren't going to be this bad all year long. Let's just hope that they've sunk themselves in enough of a hole that it's going to be really hard for them to get out of it. Or if we're hoping for things, let's just hope that yesterday was the highlight of their season and they just crash and burn from now on. Baba boom. There you go. <laughs> Fixed. Boom. Nailed it. Yeah. Into the tank, Red Sox. Go, go, go. <laughs> Rehire Bobby V. Anyway. Yes. Please. Yes. All right. Should we talk about the pitching for a little bit? Yeah. Uh, I was just going to, I was just going to say that, um, you know, pitching has been solid, obviously like, you know, kind of, 
what we've been seeing throughout the continuing the theme of the whole year where, you know, both sides of the ball, like uh, pitching and uh, offense have been very, very good. Um, Luis Hill came up and had his first uh, outing, which, you know, wasn't like great. And it wasn't like, you know, when he, his first two game, uh, first two outings ever where he just didn't allow any runs or first three out. I forgot what how long his uh, scoreless inning stretch was. His like but... first three outings, he was through shutout ball, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it was it was fine for what can be expected of him for like a spot start. You know, again, he kept the Yankees in the game. It was a very winnable game. The bullpen kind of you know faltered behind him a little bit. So like you know, the Yankees were up seven to three or something at some point. Uh, they ended up tying it, so seven to seven. But then the offense just like kind of came out and just turned it into a 15-7 blowout. <laughs> yeah, that was appreciated because uh, one of the reasons that the bullpen faltered was Jonathan Luisga's continued struggles. He's been really one of the few odd spots on the pitch on the entire pitching staff if we're talking about the 2022 season. And um, Esteban had a really good article that came out yesterday talking about what Luisga's been doing, how he can improve, and what maybe the Yankees might be working on with him. And hey, sure enough, he came out on Monday against the Orioles and looked brilliant in his inning of work. So I, I think he read Esteban's article and was like, yes, Yankees, do this. So so, so Esteban is your Yankee of the week for fixing Jonathan Lois. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he's definitely in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, if uh, Lois continues to falter, he's going to have to go back to Johnny Lasagna. Yeah. He has ascended. On his name. He ascended <laughs> past the uh, the goofy name status to just oh, okay. Well, I guess we're just going to call him Jonathan Lewiska. <laughs> I put some respect on his name, and I have no problem taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Heel did about what I thought was the most he could do. I think by the end of last season, you know, the initial awesome shutout ball had worn off a little bit, and we started to see okay, yeah, this guy's walking way too many people for comfort at the major league level. And we saw a little bit of that uh, on Thursday against the White Sox as well. I was a little surprised he stuck in there as long as he did, even if it was only through four, but Hey, he got the job done and it didn't put the Yankees in a complete hole. And that's when you're talking about a sixth starter, who's just making a cameo appearance. You'll take that. The Yankees knew they're going to have to rely on their bullpen in that game anyway. Yeah. I'll take four innings of four on ball every like, month from him yeah <laughs> that's fine <laughs> yeah and maybe he can work on things in screen get a little bit better refine his game but it's such a stacked rotation right now that like even clark schmidt can't break in it so it's pretty good <laughs> yeah it's solid even if the Yankees still refuse to score for jordan montgomery <laughs> yes yeah i was gonna say like uh after him was uh cole who had like a, a solid outing he had a dumb dumb balk moment but it was like a combination of him just not knowing that Rizzo had backed up or whatever. And that, that was just whatever stupid brain fart moment. Yeah. Technically, then, I think it was a LeMahieu at first, actually. Oh, sh- sorry. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I just see first base and I think of Rizzo. <laughs> yeah. I think that was a, that was a, one of Rizzo's few days off. But yeah. And maybe and then, that, maybe that could even have played a role, too, just because DJ's bounced around a little bit uh, in terms of the infield. I think DJ was probably doing what he was supposed to do and Cole just had a brain fart. But it, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, from what it looked like, it was just like he didn't notice that uh, LeMahieu uh, backed up a little bit, which, whatever, fine, shit happens. It, yeah. A guy like Cole, he balks once a year. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. He, apparently, he balked three times in 2019 when he struck out 326 people. So, actually, that year was bad. Yes. Gary Cole, <laughs> bad. Yeah, 
Heard it here first. <laughs> but the, mo- mo- the biggest reason I wanted to talk about Garrett Cole's outing is because I wanted to say he sheeped the bed. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's all I care about. Completely fair, right? <laughs> he gave up a two-run homer to Sheets in the sixth and uh, still ended up uh, finishing that inning and then even pitching uh, going into the seventh for one out. Not really sure what Aaron Boone was doing there or thinking there, but whatever. It was it was a fine outing by him, but I just really wanted to say he sheeped the bed. I, I'm glad you stuck to your principles there. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we and we've talked already about how you know the Yankees just hate scoring for Jordan Montgomery. Uh, that was the Saturday game, the loss, because of course it was, even though Montgomery was solid for himself. <laughs> yeah. Again. Well, then on Sunday, Nestor came back and was apparently just Nestor again. He is still dominating. He didn't quite flirt with the no-hitter this time, but he still pitched pretty damn well. Yeah. Nestor inning. Not Nestor inning. Nestor Cortez is the best pitcher in baseball. Um, throwing it out there. All-star and, starter, uh, make it happen. He leads the Yankees in innings pitch right now, <laughs> just wild. Cole sucks. Get out of here. I mean, it's by three and a third inning, but still, Garrett Cole, you didn't do that. Garrett Cole ah. doesn't want it enough. <laughs> and he's, his ERA is a full run and a half lower than Garrett Cole's. Yeah, Garrett it is a little bit better. Absurd, he had a 1.41 ERA heading into Sunday, and he lowered it. Again. And honestly, he would have lowered it even more, uh, but he came out for the eighth, allowed a solo home run, and it, that was fine. It's it's The Yankees need that extra inning more than they really care about the extra little bits on his ERA, and I'm sure Nestor would agree with that too. And he still left the day with a 1.35 ERA. So, Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you'll take it. But you could definitely tell, like, he was starting to get a little fatigued towards the, in, in that eighth inning. So, yeah. I, but, I, you know, it worked. So, you can't really give Boone crap for, you know, how he handled that game, how he handled Nestor. <laughs> yeah, and they closed out that series with uh, with a W. He got some insurance runs in the ninth inning. And good series in Chicago, honestly. <laughs> Nestor's ERA plus on the season is 270. It's what you want. It is exactly what you want. Yeah. I guess there's just a little minor programming note for the Yankees. Ben Rotvet, we're not sure if he's a real person. That's Ooh. it. That's the, that's the programming note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, allegedly, there's this guy, Ben Rotvet, who is supposed to catch at some point for the Yankees, but uh, now he's dealing with knee issues if he exists and uh, maybe facing surgery. So who knows if we will ever be proven if Ben Warfett is a real person or not. I know that the box score and some scouts say that he played some rehab games in Tampa. Sure. Maybe that was Ben Warfett. Maybe that was someone dressed up to look like this uh, muscly man that uh, the Yankees were promoting in spring training. But I don't know. Nobody knows. No. We made it ben up. Ben Warfett. Fact or fiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a fact. Clay Holmes, 751 ERA+. plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clay Holmes, not a human being. Yeah, he is not a he is not a real person, but in a different way that Ben Rovet is not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> like Clay Holmes is god tier status right now. Ben Rovet is on do you exist status. Yeah, he's on like Loch Ness status, we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> I like All it. right. On uh, on that note, I think we'll take an ad break and we'll be right back. And we're back. So think we'll go on to our baseball reference update how are our leaderboards doing this week oh man um if we haven't praised Nestor cortez enough i think the the this will he's the yankees war leader <laughs> get out of here aaron judge 
Aaron who? Nestor will be the judge of that. <laughs> I don't know if anything I said makes sense, but Nestor Cortez, they're technically like tied at 1.7, but you know, just probably like a fraction of a decimal of a thing here that puts Nestor ahead of Aaron Judge. But it's so, the mustache. It's the mustache. Yeah, they, they gave Aaron him a Judge. tiny bit extra war for that. That's that's baked <laughs> into the formula. I looked it Aaron up. Judge. Aaron Judge should grow a mustache. No, yes. Shouldn't. No, he shouldn't. No, uh, he shouldn't. Yeah, I don't Aaron know. Judge should. <laughs> That'd be kind of. I don't know how I'd feel about that. But... <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I think I think G could pull it off, but I don't think Stan could, or I don't think Judge could. <laughs> I, I think I think uh, I agree. John Carlo could pull off a mustache. Judge mm-hmm. not so much. Yeah. It's honestly it's still weird looking at Judge without the gap, like because like he got that the, his teeth fixed, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think I like him. I like him better with the gap. He got Just the straight hand procedure. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, after Nestor is uh, Aaron Judge, followed by Josh Donaldson and his hot week. Um, yeah, you know, he's, high, he's high been, rising. <laughs> yeah, he's been on the leaderboard because of his defensive uh, war. Like yeah. he's just been providing you know phenomenal defense at third. Um, and de- and average not, hitting until like yeah. the past week. <laughs> and not you know completely sheeting the bed uh, offensively, but now he's actually hitting as well. So he's all the way up to one point five. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Followed by Michael King, Giancarlo Stanton, DJ LeMayhew, Mr. Is He Human or Is He Immortal God, Clay Holmes, <laughs> Jamison Tyone, Garrett Cole, you know, slowly working his way up, Glaber Torres, Anthony Rizzo, and uh, reemergence of Clark Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, Clark Schmidt, back from the minors of the Fury, and now 12th place on the Yankees b yeah. leaderboard. <laughs> I mean, like, the leaderboard here at least shows you, you know, there's a lot more consistency with who you'd expect on here. Maybe not their exact positional ranking, but you know, you expect to see a Garrett Cole, Giancarlo, Judge, all DJ, everybody on here. Whereas like last year, it was just, it was a lot more wacky and funny because the Yankees were winning games, but obviously, you know, they were annoying about it. And you know, everything about last year was annoying and the leaderboard just showed you. Cause like Corey Kluber stayed on there for like four months after his no hitter and he didn't pitch after that. Yeah, he was just floating around, and he's just, nope, I'm still here. Yeah. So I think Lucas Slicky was in there a lot, too, and, like, he was never bad, obviously, but you shouldn't really have your, like, fifth best reliever, <laughs> or at best, maybe, on that, on your top leaderboard. Hey, Lucas Slicky was great last year, I'll yeah. have you know. The stay-at-home dad. He stayed at home and still pitched to a 2.74 ERA. That's impressive. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Lucas Lickey was on there. I feel like he was definitely uh, a constant presence on that leaderboard last year. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you know who uh, is at the bottom of the leaderboard for 2022? And it will not shock you. Is it Kyle Higashioka? It is indeed Kyle Higashioka. <laughs> Negative <Yeah>. 0.5. Sounds <laughs> about right. Although Jonathan Lewiska on the pitching side, not that far ahead of him at negative 0.4. But he's a... Uh, so he's uh, he's done some research. He's working with Esteban very closely. So yes, <laughs> Esteban, keep, keep keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> his fate is in your hands. <laughs> All right. So I think unless you have anything else for the leaderboard, no, that's pretty much it. All right. So we'll go on to our previous schedule, and we talked about this a little bit last week, just because it's very similar. Because it's Orioles, White Sox, Orioles. They're just yeah. ping-ponging in between those two teams and locales for uh, like another week. And then, as we've talked about, they will end this 23 games and 22 days stretch with uh, four games of the Trop because, uh, yeah, great. Yeah. 
I saw Brett Phillips at a home run off the catwalk the other day. So it's like, ah, yep. yeah, that's look forward yeah. to. Yeah. God, I'm not looking forward to that. Like, I'm just happy that the majority of this stretch is like White Sox who are not playing well right now, at least, and Orioles who are Orioles. But the ending of it is just going to be really, really annoying. Yeah. And then it's possible the Yankees might start to slow down a little bit as that stretch comes to an end just because they've been playing so much. And we will have to, you know, grin and bear it, as it were, and hope that they can just grind through some of those. We've even seen, like, in the past few games, the offense hasn't been quite as explosive, but they've been doing enough to take wins fairly comfortably. Obviously, this is after, like, the first game in Chicago. I'm more referring to, like, the last three games, but right. hopefully they'll just, you know, run rush shot over the Orioles pitching this week in Baltimore, but we will see what happens. I will personally see what happens because I'll be at the game on Wednesday, so. So you're going to do a, a live podcast from there? Yeah, that'll that'll definitely happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that'll happen in that it will not. Yeah, if, if I, I would try to do that and then, like, Giancarlo would, like, hit me or something. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure that would happen. I was going to say worth it, but like you'd probably die. So I don't want to yeah. see it. <laughs> <laughs> one last rep. <laughs> but one more Manfred of the week. <laughs> my Manfred of the week with my dying breath is not you, Giancarlo. <laughs> You're still perfect. <laughs> um, speaking of, I guess, uh, should we move on to our awards? Anything yeah. else to add? I, think I, don't, I don't think so. We've gone through the schedule enough in recent weeks. So yeah. We're good. So we'll do the Yankee and Manfred of the week. So who is your Yankee of the week? So it was really tough for me to not give it to Josh Donaldson because, you know, we talked about how good he's been. But I'm going to go ahead and give it to Nestor Cortez. I was debating him last week. And I think I ended up giving it to Glaber Torres for, you know, coming to life and, you know, hitting, winning the Yankees two games on his own. Kind of, but yeah, Nestor with his back-to-back outings, his no-hit bid, and then just eight innings where, like, yeah, he was starting to wear down. He started to wear down in the eighth inning, but like, okay, it's the eighth inning. Like, if um, it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal start, and something the Yankees and their bullpen desperately needed, obviously, with just this stretch that we've talked about. So, you know, being able to go eight innings and actually, you know, be dominant for it, seven strikeouts, it's it's Yankee of the week worthy. Yeah, it's a novel concept in this day and age to have a pitcher go eight innings and pitch that well for so long. And it's right. I'm sure the Yankees really appreciated getting their bullpen a little bit of a breather in a in a day like that, a stretch like this, where you got a guy who's going out. And this is the second straight start that Nestor's gone. Uh, that that Nestor's pit that Nestor's pitched into the eighth. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like you expect that from like maybe a Garrett Cole, like, all right, yeah, Cole will give you like seven, eight innings. He could probably do that back to back starts. But Nestor Cortez coming out of nowhere since last year. Gotta love, love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Nestor, and his mustache. Nestor forever. Yes. All right. My Yankee of the Week will be Josh Donaldson because he's very much earned it for most of what yeah. we talked about in this episode. He's crushing the ball, really getting some extra base power that we weren't seeing back in April. And yeah, now it's caught up to his defensive play. So hopefully JD will just keep, keep the dingers coming. What you're saying is you hope he keeps bringing the rain. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Correct. Yes. (laughs) Bring the, let the rain fall down in my dream as uh, I think Haley Duff. Oh God. I I, I don't know. (laughs) Or Hillary, no, Hillary Duff, I think did that song about let the rain fall down. Still don't know. Still don't know. (laughs) Yeah. 
Okay, that was a thing. I messed up the lyrics, but it doesn't matter. We will move on from that. <laughs> and uh, we'll do the Manfred of the Week. Who is your Manfred of the Week? You, because you mentioned whatever the hell you talked about in the last second. Yeah, that's no, um, uh, My Manfred of the Week is uh, it's going to be a little bit of a lighthearted one. Uh, it's going to go to John Sterling for not having a Jose Trevino home run call ready. He blew it. He blew it. Like, I get that he probably just didn't expect to ever need one and probably expected to never call a Yankees catcher. Yeah, but still, it's your job. You should have it ready. I'm disappointed, John. I am disappointed. Yeah, he blew it. it. He blew it. Terrible. I almost gave Trevino my Yankee of the week for at least just making sure the Yankees have one catcher home run this season. He did it. It's all. It's, It's all. That's it. Yeah. Maybe you will get one at some point. Him mm-hmm. and IKF are still waiting for their first home runs of the season, and I'm curious yeah. who will get it first. I wow, yeah. <laughs> I do have a new uh, topic for debate and something to track. What what's going to be the higher number, Kyle Higashioka's spring home run numbers or Yankees catcher home run numbers for the regular <laughs> season 2022? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it might end up uh, being Higgy unless the Yankees make a trade. <laughs> Spring Higgy. If you exist, can you come in Jackson home runs? Yeah. Probably not. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, who's your man for the week? Uh, I'll give my man for the week to the Weiss guy. Just wasn't a great outing. And I know he pitched better on Monday, but also that was against the Orioles. So uh, shape up. I think you will. So that's all. Don't make me call you lasagna again. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's nice when the Yankees are playing really well and I can assign a man for the week and just be like, eh, he could do better. Please work on it. Hopefully this will continue. Yeah. All right. Well, Alas, I think we're that's good. Where we are. Yep. Cool. Let's uh, wrap up there. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at Pinstrip Alley. You can follow me on Twitter at Mern's PSA. Uh, what, what movie are you recommending? I am going to recommend. I don't know. Give me a second. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I forgot about this whole question segment. Transformers Dark of the Moon. There you go. No, absolutely not. I do not, <laughs> I do not hate the world this that much. The Yankees have not upset me that much. I'm going to recommend The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Okay. You know what? That's, that's also pretty random. So, well, and I guess that might be a better movie than Transformers Dark of the Moon. I, I don't, I got to rewatch that movie again because, like, I don't know if I just happen to love that movie or it actually is a good, very good movie, but I genuinely enjoy that movie. Um, Transformers Dark of the Moon? Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like randomly went to go watch that movie in the theaters when it came out, like, on a whim just by myself. I had nothing going on. I was like, ah, I want to go to the movies. What's out? Eh, Sure, I'll check this out. Preview looked fine. I'm like, it's not going to be offensive. And I just came away like, in love with that movie. It's like, man, this was phenomenal. So yeah, everyone go watch Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Hey, it has Adam Scott in it, and Adam Scott's a good time and pretty much all time. So there you go. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So that'll do for us. Have a good week and let's hope the Yankees keep on their winning ways. Let's go Yankees. Go Yankees. Go, go, Yankees, go baseball. Go noodles. Go, go noodles. noodles. Go noodles. <laughs> love noodles. Let the rain fall down. Can you wake my dreams? Let it Show away my sanity